everybody. This is Funny Minds, and I'm your host, Lynn B., and my co-host, Edward Biss. And who are we going to have on our show today, Eddie? Today, we are featuring the one and only Mr. Sean Lowry, a.k.a. Mr. Sawbladehead. <laughs> Sean is a multi-talented drummer, sound engineer, sculptor, sculptor. male dancer, donut maker and sugar intaker <laughs> um so we're going to feature sean today mr sean lowry thank you for joining us he is a, a bandmate of mine uh for many years and he is involved in a multitude of projects musically and has been for many years and um he also has his own mr sawblade head design uh sculpting company that uh does a whole lot and we're going to get into that later but for now let's uh, welcome sean to the show what's going on brother hi Final. sean how are you it's been a long time how are you guys been um good good very good i finally retired mm -hmm. i'm part of that community the retirement community the <laughs> no no we're not going to get into that we're not getting into that at all yeah. um yeah, and I watch my grandson, and I have a lot of fun with him. And then and I come down to Florida too. and do the podcast and see Eddie and everybody. So it's great. Yeah, it's great, great. to see you. I think, I think the last time I actually saw you, I think, is when we played. It was an L.A. Hangout with no. the hit. Wasn't no. that? Yeah. God, no. It's, it's been. No. I really don't. I remember. Isn't that the night you I remember, made out with my aunt? No, I wasn't there then. No, I wasn't there. No, okay. that's not me. Uh, no. <laughs> um, the last time I remember actually was we were at the the Irish place. Was that Irish place? No, no, not talking about Murphy's. Murphy's. That's Murphy. what it was. Murphy's. Yes, that's the last time I remember. But did you guys do something down by the arena? Yeah. Maybe yeah, that was man. it. Uh, yeah, maybe that was the last time. But whatever, I whatever it was called back then, the Ice Palace. I mean, we've we've done. Yeah, and I have done a ton of gigs down there prior to hockey games and concerts and stuff like that. Yep. But uh, Sean, give us a basically a run through of where were you born, where did you come from, how did you get started in music, and take us on the journey. Uh, it was born in a van down by the river right <laughs> okay mailman no i was uh born in a small town <laughs> here in ohio um and yeah, i wouldn't it, want to admit that either yeah but uh you know music was always something i wanted to do and it didn't happen until kind of you know, later in my teens uh, after arguing with my parents from banging on the floor and pots and pans and um, oh, <laughs> joking, joking, and I'm going to get you, you know, we're going to get you a drum kit. And I was like, Hey, just, just so happens that there was this drum kit down at the local music store and, uh, had saved up all my little allowances and dishwasher money. And, and, uh, I said, I'll, boy, you know, boy money. I'll, I'll buy it. And, uh, it took me about six months for them to finally convince, you know, my parents said, Hey, well, let me buy it this way. If, if I don't do anything with it, you guys aren't out the money. And I got that first kit. And then, uh, Within about a month, I snuck down there again and bought the other second half so I could have a double bass big kit without them knowing it. And then when they, you know, about a month later, when they found out that I had, it gave birth and it was double the size now. They were <laughs> oh, my God. 
there's I'm never like, you know with any musician there's never it, it starts here but yeah. the but the end game is like somewhere in the stratosphere and people just don't get that sometimes mm -hmm. but, um so you started young obviously like the rest of us yeah 17 actually i thought i kind of started late i started uh you started early. at 17 yeah that is late that is, that late. is very late yeah uh it was funny um I was playing, I think it was like my junior year, like, uh, I think it was like, yeah, going into my junior year. And I finally decided to try, a, you know, jazz band. And I'm like, I'm not a jazz drummer and, you know, never, you know, and they were doing the kind of like the auditions. And I remember uh, the one drummer friend of mine, and it was like, hey, you know, play a jazz beat. And I remember the jazz beat with the rice. Well, I play that in a rock version. So instead of the ride being, I'm doing the kick drum pattern, I'm just, bashing away you know totally just this rock guy in a jazz nerd just like it was good but it's not jazz so and i mean the jazz for you know for that era and that time you know i mm -hmm. you know, did my best but you know jazz that, is like a whole different planet it's it's all our finesse that i don't i don't have maybe you know maybe some some days when i'm when i get old i'll uh, look into jazz but <laughs> get old <laughs> Are you in a in your music room? Is that what you're in right now? Is that your music room? You have yeah. your drums there? Yeah. Uh, there's my electronic kid. Yeah, there we go. Oh, this is where the magic happens. Look oh, yeah. at that. Are you going to give us a little demonstration of how you like flip your uh, penis? All those things. <laughs> sticks. Your sticks? Are you serious? <laughs> watching music since like the 1908 she doesn't know what drumsticks are i know oh god maybe i do belong you know, in the villages, the villages. <laughs> yeah it's like a turquoise loop are you gonna do a little no, 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 no you do the little stick flip there you go yeah you, oh yeah. look at that you would make a great majorette I can yeah, see you in, that, in the skirt and the whole thing marching. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the next stage outfit. <laughs> so how did you wind up in Florida? And and what, uh, you know, when you um, got down to, to uh, sunny, <laughs> sunny, crazy Tampa, um, what direction did you go in and how did it start? Well, I was... Uh, doing the band thing in, in Ohio and, and uh back in you know that that time you know obviously before the internet you know you put you made your own flyers you hit up cars you did all that stuff so my band oh God, yeah that stuff and you know we were the one of the the big one of the bigger uh you know progressive metal bands in in Ohio and, and we were in between you know Sandusky Huron was uh in between Toledo and Cleveland and that was we did the whole US Nikes. yeah we did the whole um Ohio circuit on up to uh, Michigan and even Erie, Pennsylvania and stuff like that. And got to the point, you know, we were, you know, like 10 years, you know, Did you have Callahan brakes on your car. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the sign like, Oh, hi. Oh, no. Yeah. No. You had that. Okay. He was looking for hose, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was such a small town and we got as big as we could and also we had bigger ideas and bigger dreams than what the city had involved with, with music scenes and doing things uh in a bigger scale festivals 
Uh, they just didn't have that vision. And it got to the point where we hit that ceiling and it, we couldn't do anything just because of, you know, the, 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 the politics there. So we wound up, everyone kind of went in their own directions. I was contemplating, you know, yeah, California, but it was just so freaking expensive. I definitely wanted mm-hmm. to go somewhere warm and I was really leaning towards uh, Vegas or Texas, but Florida was always a big thing because we, you know, I had family and friends here. Uh, it was a huge, you know, metal market you know, Tampa Bay and, and so I, and the things going on here, plus I was look, looking for jobs and stuff like that. And, uh, at the time, you know, thoroughbred music was down here, um, and bought out by Sam Ash. But so when I eventually found out that I wanted to go, um, you know, I went to, you know, Tampa Bay, got, got a job at Sam Ash and, you know, moved down here and, you know, kind of started things up. And, uh, which one, uh, the Clearwater? Yeah. Yeah. Clearwater was there for, about four a little over four years um audio i think uh, every musician has worked for sam ash at one point in their life yeah i worked worked for the one in brooklyn (laughs) yeah well it's it's you know they're 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 uh, it's a really good you know network and a way to it's a you know good company and you know get get your hands on cheaper gear (laughs) let's let's be honest sean i just stole every good time i didn't steal let's put it that way but when people would trade stuff in and i wanted it (laughs) I would put it aside <laughs> so nobody buy it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We don't, we don't you still do the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't reveal our okay. secrets. Yeah. And go back and watch the podcast. That's true. <laughs> right. That's the first shh on a podcast. Yeah. Oh, but I did back. So, back. It, things have changed. Uh, I want to get on that whole thing, but things have changed yeah. with those companies. But back in the day, spiff programs and and uh, all sorts of free gear and man I, I had gotten so much from sales that i made as much money money on the spiffs and and the winning so to speak than i did it with my with my you know my paycheck and at, at that time that stuff was great because i mean i was getting all sorts between audio gear electronic drum kits i mean you name it um all that stuff has kind of gone away but you know, I was in it at really, I think, at a prime time. And then uh, I moved on and started doing my audio recording uh, again. Um, started working for myself and doing that and, and doing music and everything. But Sam Ash was a really great opportunity. And that's, I wanted to, I wanted to go there to, you know, the musicians and, you know, and, and, you know, collaborate with people and just kind of, I was new to the area. So that was, I thought was one of the best places to go ahead and, you know, branch out. So, well, well, maybe that's what you can do when you retire. You can go and run a Sam Ash. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> No. No. Okay. Once, you, once you work at Sam Ash, it's it. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a move on point, yeah. you know. It's it's not a stay there thing. It's but, come once, never come yeah, back. I'm not. I'm never gonna uh, bash Sam Ash. I love Sam Ash and all the guys that we know and and mm-hmm. musicians and everybody there has throughout the years been awesome to mm-hmm. us. That's true. Changed career uh, from yeah. Absolute Queen, longtime Sam Ash guy. And Michael's. Um, I think you all are. That's what yeah, I said they're, before. They're phenomenal. You know, most most musicians. Yeah. So who who was uh, musically when you got down to Tampa? What was the breakout band for you? So uh, met my singer at the time. Um, I was I was once again just collaborate talking with people and the guy that was working there, Sean Korea. Uh, they needed a drummer for a gig. Um, I had given them my VHS tape of you know demo stuff and uh obviously knew that i could play did you know did the you know did the gig 
And I thought, well, it's like, yeah, I'll do, uh, I'll do the cover. I never did covers. Uh, so I'll do the cover stuff just to make some money and branch out trying to find musicians to write with. And, um, luckily, uh, you know, Sean was a really good songwriter. And then we started writing together and, and then, um, uh, put together the band 727. 727. Um, that's right. And that was the funny thing too, is that obviously I was at Sam Ash. First thing they always ask when you like write up to, Hey, what's your name? Okay. Well, what's your number? And then people give you know, the number. So it's always hit 727. So when I was, when, when I was with that band and we were working on the, the new, the new band and they were like, Hey, we got to come up with names. And I just threw out saying, what about 727? And they were thinking it was like a police code or there was some other meaning behind it. <laughs> like 5150. Or like oh, a yeah. drink, seven and seven, seven to seven, so seven and it, seven. Yeah. It took him about after about a couple hours. I finally was looking at him. I was like, "You guys don't know what seven two seven is." And they're like, "No." I'm like, "It's your freaking area code." And it went totally went over their head. But it's just like you know, it's that was cool. It had a good ring to it, and it was that area from where where we're from, so it represented. Yeah. And uh, but we're one of the best, uh, one of the top, uh, you know, cover bands. But what we had done, which was real successful, is that we did shows where, you know, typical three-hour set, three sets, cover band. We did a first set was covers. The second set was all of the original show because it's usually kind of at like the prime oh, time. To get it, to and then implement the it set, and see how yeah. it goes over. And then the third set, we did a combination of both. We, you know, we did some covers, but then we threw in some of the originals, um, additional ones that we had, or maybe, you know, your good friend that didn't miss, uh, that missed the first or second set came in. So we did a couple of those, but, and it was very successful and it was a way to get the originals out and get paid with it versus going to do an original show, you know, Which somewhere. Hey, nothing. Or yeah. Let you sell tickets yeah. to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> if you're so, lucky. Yeah. So it did, you know, it did that for, you know, uh, several years. I mean, 727 has been kind of defunct for uh, several years now, but we do we do have a full album. Um, unfortunately, never got released. It's yeah, I still the one I played on? Yeah. So, well, you the thing- played on his 7 to 7? Yeah. We'll schedule <laughs> thing that. And everything okay. was going well, then everything kind of got, what had happened with that is that, uh, you know, when the guitar player had left, uh, Greg got real busy Greg. with bands. And then Brad had left and went to another band. I was like, well, I want to really, because that whole album was basically kind of a, a celebration of all the musicians in the area. So I thought, well, let me, we don't have any time to, you know, we have plenty of time to release this whenever we're ready. It was a celebration of 727 for 10 years. And I thought, well, I want to go out and celebrate the musicians in the area and grab people like Eddie did, you know, his killer lead track. Um, and I got different guitar players and bass players to come on in and um, fill the gap that sometimes I don't know, I think Brad, I think Brad did most of the album, but I thought, well, let me just go back and get some good bass players to, as well to kind of like showcase, you know, other than just a guitar player. And so we got the whole album recorded and then we were talking about, okay, putting bad, a band together just to do a few shows. And it was just a scheduling thing. And I was just like, I was putting so much work, and so much time so what into it. What are you it. trying to say? I'm the, I'm the new guitarist of 727. I just don't know it yet. Sure. What are, you, what are you trying to say? There's always a hidden message with you. So it's, it's either I want more candy or you're in another band. No. So it's it's one of those things where I it's, I want that to get, you know, want to go ahead and mix that. I just, as you know, when we have conversations, I have so many things yeah. to do. It'll come out when it's, I don't want to just release it. And then that's the fizzle. That's it. I would rather have this thing done. And then it comes out in 2023 and we do a, big ass concert you know and, and you know how i like to do concerts and things are over the top and stuff like that so it's it, i whatever i have to do it has to be impactful and memorable or what's the point 
Um, so I would rather have this thing sit on the shelf because the music is that good where I think I could release this at any year and it's still, it, they're still great songs. Um, it was really good for, yeah. for my memory. I mean, I laid these tracks down a little while ago, but it was bad, bad ass. Yeah. Is it, I'm on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. So. So what are you doing now? What's your what's your thing now? I know you're with uh, with crew. Yep. Uh, well, I've, I've been a drummer for Nova Rex. Um, they're celebrating is it 30, 37 years or going on thirty eight years? Thirty seven years. That's They've insane. been playing thirty seven. Well, is it the same group of people or have people come in and out? I think it's two original, right? And there's been uh, Kenny Wilkerson is the original member. The bassist, founding member. The bassist, um, okay. Yeah, and uh, we have a, a new documentary. Uh, this is the second documentary, uh, In Easy, uh, Staying Cheesy. Uh, we've done a, a, a basically. <laughs> what is the uh, name of it? Wait, what is it? The, the, the name of the documentary is It Ain't, e Ain't Easy Staying Cheesy. The first documentary is It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy. And it's okay. all about. All it's right. all about. So this is part two. This is part two. Um, kind of wow. like. That, you know, going where it left off, you know, with the band in the 80s and everything else and still moving forward to all the different band member changes and all the stuff that's been going on. Um, you know, new vocalist, uh, myself, um, and also just kind of talking about that era. Um, Kenny's lining up different um, uh, film festivals that he's going to be releasing this to. It's it's actually he's in talks with Netflix and Hulu. Um I, he's got a he's got a deal. I'm not worried about that. It's just whether or not he, what other these streaming services that they want to do. Well, we want a you know a Hulu exclusive, so it's just on. You know, so mm -hmm. he's he's taking care of that. He's actually going up to Indiana where he's from, and he's going into his uh, historical over 100 year old uh, theater, and he's got a uh, he's doing a, a, a premiere up there, and then we're going to probably wow. do another. We're going to be do a premiere You're here. You're not going to fly up for it. What's that? You're not going to fly up for it. I'm probably I'm I'm looking I'm I'm thinking I'm going to try to go ahead and do that because um, it's that's it's it's a you know this is the, this is the official premiere we did a kind of an RSVP is it a red carpet premiere yes wow yeah and it yeah. was just up in uh, Orlando right yeah so and we want to do one here either Clearwater or, or Tampa um I'm, we're looking at that right now um and then he's also looking to do the um, uh, was it the Cam Festival. Mm -hmm. And even over in uh, Colorado, I forget whatever the the names are, but those two the two big ones, one in Colorado and he's yeah, well, Kansas, France. Yeah, it's what he's actually looking looking to do that too. You have um, okay. Uh, oh, what the hell is it? New York, Tribeca Film oh, Festival in yeah. New York City. Yeah, and then you have the L.A. one, which. Yeah. Uh, he's got the porn one. Yeah, because you're no going to be in that too, right? What's that? Porn, the porn. Yes. Uh, awards. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was that tongue in cheek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing something here the third of November. Is that fifth? Fifth. Fifth of November. The fifth. Okay. Yeah. This is uh, I, uh, I'm a I'm an audio engineer by trade, and I uh, work with my good friends at the Tap, and I basically work with the owners and recreated their whole, you know, basically live entertainment. And uh, the owners, Greg Soner and uh, Liz and Chris, you know, they're huge music fans. Um, it's a you know, small bar with uh, uh, fantastic food, and um, 
and they just love and their karaoke businesses slam it. And so uh, they've always oh, liked karaoke. Oh, they're yeah, the karaoke businesses. Yeah, just, really. That's my specialty. <laughs> you you got to come on down. But he always loved. Like, and I played. Kind of play it. I got to be there. Yeah. So I've always loved. And we played there back with my cover bands and stuff like that. And you know, it wasn't. They just didn't have all the things that they needed. And slowly but surely, when I started taking things over, you know, when you once you start hearing, oh my God, it can actually sound like this. Okay, well, and it started to grow and grow. And Greg has invested a lot into it. And I was always talking about, man, it's like you got the, you know, it's in their their building is in a is in a big plaza. And I was talking about we really need to do an outdoor music fest, and um, and we wound up doing Tap Fest uh, three years ago. Tap Fest is a it's a biannual. It's every March and every November, and it, it, literally every single Tap Fest we've done has been bigger, more people every single time than Tap Fest six. So Titan. where is this? Where is this going to be again? This is at the Niagara Tap. It's in Largo, Florida. Um, okay. This is our out the outdoor big festival. Largo. They by far this is going to be the the biggest production they've ever done. Um, and Eddie I, and Eddie's doing it, I understand too. Yeah, this is the crew. Yeah, you yeah, doing the Titan, crew. Yeah, the Titans of Rock, which is an all tribute fest. It's going to be Scorpions, uh, Joan Jett, Dio, Motley Crue, Iron Maiden, and then there's a, a party on the inside with my good friend Sinner, a really good rock and roll uh, party band. So um, excellent. They're, they're, yeah, I seen that on the uh, the commercial and everything. They they have a commercial out on it. Now, Cinder, is that a, an original band or are they doing covers? No, Cinder's a cover, but they, cover? they play. But they're, they're, they're awesome? Really great rock and roll party band. I mean, it's just, it's nonstop energy to play everything from, you know, from country to, uh, you know, um, uh, what's the Rob Zombie's brother, Power Man 5000, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they'll go from country to that. And, you know, that's going to be a, that's going to be a blast. Wow. Uh, excited. Is it just one day? It's a whole weekend or? One day. Just one just one day um and it's it's free to the public and it, it it will get packed and matter of fact and the inside you know when they start the inside show um van starts about 11 30 to like three because it's the time change and it's literally you know it's asses and elbows it's it's <laughs> so, you, you got okay yes half fest is is a is a huge uh, event that sounds amazing um, I mean, you, if you want, like I said, you want that, that big concert feel and a small, you know, small hometown type of festival, Tap Fest is about the best one. And, you know, then this one, I said, you know, we're bringing in, you know, six, seven thousand dollars worth of uh, special effects and pyro, you know, and these, like I said, you know, you know, local band, up. local, local band stuff. Up. Yeah, you know, we don't get this stuff. That's so it's awesome. interesting. That's really very, very interesting. Just don't, That's just great. Don't, blow, just don't light my wig on fire. <laughs> Run out of them. And in your spot. I know, right? <laughs> Remember the song. That would be really funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it would be really funny. It would be funny. No, let's, let's do all what it is. It would be on fire. Are you kidding me? Funny. If my hair and hat went on fire and I was doing a solo <laughs> and they couldn't put me out, but they were trying to beat me in the head, that would be awesome. Yep. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would pay to see that. So, yeah. <laughs> You would, you would. I evil. would. Evil, evil, evil. evil mom. See, this is what I. This is the pure evil. Mm -hmm. So, t tell me, drumming wise, who are some of your influences? Oh, uh, Peter Chris got me started in, in the drumming, so he was a huge influence. Who you got to meet recently? Oh, uh, that was a, a lifelong 
uh, like I said, you know, I met, you know, the guys from Kiss before and I don't get like starstruck. I mean, even when I like met Gene and started talking for a little bit, I mean, he's worse than like, oh, squirrel. I'm like, you see the woman coming on in, you'd be in mid conversation and we just, uh-huh. I'm like, come on, That's dude. That's how much really. he cares there. <laughs> so, but uh, even like Ace and I, I met, you know, Vinnie Vincent because I built the whole, re- recreated the whole uh, Kiss stage show, Creatures of the Night. And, um, and even, you know, talking with Vinny a little bit, I, no, nothing, I wasn't starstruck, but like Peter, I was like, because he was such a huge influence. I mean, when I saw that Destroyer album when I was six years old, I mean, that just, that totally changed my world. I'm like, oh my God, who are these guys, whatever. And then I wasn't into music back. I mean, I, you know, I like, like music. My brother got me into, you know, Kiss by just showing me the album cover. But then I was always, I was a professional artist. I mean, even when I was a kid. And um, so oh, I would really, draw- oh, I do. Well, we're going to talk about your art on the next show. Yeah. So I, yeah. from there, I, I got into drawing, you know, stage shows. If I was in, if I was in Kiss and what my character would be. And so people was like that. Oil boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A valuable member to the band. So, but the, the life tree came from the Destroyer album. You know, that whole concept of how everything was, was destroyed. You're and everything. Drawing it out. You, it, was that was it an originally a sketch the yeah. life tree yeah so wow. godzilla in the background you know just as a kid I was and, and where where have they featured the the tree of life uh oh, i thought we were going to talk about oh, it you know what you're save right that. yeah yeah save we, that yeah, save, save that. that we don't we want that we want that we'll get whole thing. You know, the, so peter got me in you know into drumming and then uh tommy aldrich just blew my mind uh when i heard like vinnie moore's mind's eye I'm like, what? You know, just, anymore, yep. and I'm like, oh my God, it's like, who is this guy? And then I saw a picture of him. I was like, oh my God, is he my dad? Because our <laughs> our structures and stuff is our, our <laughs> oh, yeah, drawline and the cheekbones. Oh, that's and, funny. And then, uh, and then John Bottom. So those those well, three are my huge, huge given. Yeah. And uh, actually, Insane. actually, Rick Allen from Def Leppard, when he lost his arm, I mean, yeah. it's is. Because I thought it's like, oh my God, he's playing drums with one arm. And granted, I'm not as uh, I'm not as good as a drummer is what I would love to be. So, but the whole when I was doing martial arts and everything, the whole movement of martial arts, and I thought, you know, oh God, if he can play drums with one hand, well, I should be able to, you know, do something, you know, tricky with this one, and you know, do the whole ambidexter stuff. So, between martial arts and trying to pay pay uh, respect for uh, Rick Allen, you know, being showy. Um, but also uh, the comp, the comic book thing came into effect as well too. When you hear rock music and you hear like, you know, Rocky, like a hurricane, you hear the big boom. Mm-hmm. I see, I see it's like a comic yeah. book music, yeah. Contra, the Batman, you know, bam and stuff. I see that was with, with music. So I thought instead of just going, yeah, you go boom, boom, boom. You want some visuals, you want some power behind it. So even if you didn't hear, you know, it's impactful. So it's whether it's a, you know, a symbol smash or something. So it was always a, a martial arts type of move to impact the, you know, the actual, what you were trying to express and hitting a symbol or hitting, you know, a drum, uh, the stick bounce. I mean, that happened by accident just by, you know, the stick bouncing. I'm like, all right. So I started practicing bouncing sticks, but the same thing when you're going to do a big accent and you got that big pow, well, yeah, you can do a big pow, but if you got a stick flying up in the air, it kind of, for me, it gives the visual, visualization of, you know, that expansion. And that's how I, you know, I play is, is to that, that type of uh, visual in my mind. 
Okay. Well, our time is going to be up with you on this session, Sean, but you're going to be on our next episode. We have so much more that we'd like to talk to you about. So um, I'd like to thank everybody for being with us today, especially Sean, giving up his time to spend with two loony people. And I'd like to remind you all that we have two very special um, organizations to donate to, and that's uh, Breast Cancer and St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And also, if you're in the Tampa area um, and you're really looking to have a really great time, go to the premier comedy club, Side Splitters, and you'll have a night of enjoyment, and uh, oh, you'll thank us. Major League Acts and Side Major, yes. Yeah, so. Everybody from TV, everybody on HBO, everybody, yeah. is everybody from Dice Clay, to you name it. So I'd like to say thank you and goodbye. And Sean, we'll see you on our next episode. All right. Thanks for having me. See you. Bye.